I'm upset. Artem, I, Why I, are you gonna, upset? I thought you were going to do the Drake lyric there. I'm, I'm upset now as well because you didn't do the Drake lyric. Oh, um, my God. I, like, when you say I'm upset, how do you expect me to follow it up? Like, that's two because, words. No, 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 because I said it. What's popping is also two words, and you did the, the thing in pre-production. I know, but what's popping is so much more recent and so much more popular. I mean, fair enough, but but I think I said it like Drake said it, you know, that the cadence was similar. Uh, but no, ladies and gentlemen, I am indeed upset. Uh, welcome to another episode of Whatever This Is. Hope you're doing well. I hope our audio is better this time. We really apologize that the audio was quite horrendous last week. Uh, we still don't have a guest, but we're working very hard to um, get guests on. Artem can confirm that I did message a potential guest. They didn't get back to us, but we're still working very hard. Um, now, the reason I'm upset is because not only is India falling apart, we're not going to discuss that, um, but people are also slandering the UEFA Conference League way too much, right? And as someone who advocates for the rights of um, football not played in the top five leagues, this is quite egregious to me. And... I think everybody that listens to this podcast, anybody that follows Russian football and isn't Russian, I think is well aware of the ignorance that often um, is bubbling inside the heads of, of mostly Premier League fans, mostly fans of the top six. But I feel like this past week has really exposed a lot of those things in a way which is quite quite outrageous to myself so the conference league for someone that still doesn't know is a competition below the europa league uh europa league has been shortened from 48 to 32 teams and we have a new competition which is the conference league which will have 32 teams um sochi and rubin are are in it next year um and uh, some people have concerns like there's going to be too much football which isn't true because there's no European, there's no new European sports. They've just been repurposed, so that doesn't really make sense. But the main derision that I have seen has been from fans of the top six, Spurs, Arsenal, who I don't know how they are still in the top six, considering they finished eighth and ninth or something like that. And all week there's basically been stuff that says, look at the stadiums that are going to be in the Conference League, and either it's a stadium that's perfectly fine, or it's, you know, a stadium which isn't exactly in, in top-tier condition, much like fair few stadiums in England. Um, you know, it, it really isn't the citadel of football, as, as, as a lot of people make it out to be. And you just have fans of, of clubs like Spurs saying that, we don't want to play in it, we're going to play tin-pot teams, this competition isn't for us. And I don't understand how fans of a club that finished 7th in their domestic league that were essentially not even among the best third they weren't even in the top third of their league can feel entitled enough to mock a, co- a competition for not being up to their standards they lost 4-0 to Dinamo Zagreb which even Krasnodar didn't do and that's what I, I I just don't like the fact I don't like the way the conference league because we were supposed to feel bad for the fans and this is something I, I've noticed with top five league football is that you are supposed to care for the fans as long as they play in the premier league let me be honest right i'd i'd much rather watch any europa conference league first qualifying round game than like burnley sheffield let me just be honest nobody wants to watch that shit 
okay and then there's people saying that oh there's going to be teams from 55 different countries in the conference league that just shows how unaware and aloof you are about european football because there are 55 different countries represented in the champions league as well if you just had a look at their qualifiers you'd understand that but no we have to make the memes the memes cannot be sacrificed and i know a lot of lot of people will say why are you getting so upset over this it's not really that deep and you're right to some extent i probably shouldn't be getting this upset over this but it's just the, the conference like some of it you can understand is from ft it's it's children that that's okay but when you see professional pundits um people that that should know better treating a a, 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 con- a competition that mostly consists of clubs that finish either second third fourth in their respective leagues and they feel entitled to mock that i just don't like that i think it reeks of um entitlement it reeks of arrogance which is very misplaced i don't know why there is any reason to be arrogant about finishing 7th or 8th or you know just because the status quo which you were fighting last month the whole world got behind the english when they said you know fuck the super league that included people from all countries and now you've just thrown them in the ditches again and i don't like that but i've gone on for like 4 minutes 3 minutes already artem what do you think of the conference league what do you think of the response that's come its way i'm not talking about the memes because the memes they're supposed to be funny this uh, conference league anthem is quite funny as well but uh, unfortunately it's not real the anthem will be the same as the europa league anthem but yeah what do you think of the the, the entire debate on it well first of all i'm i am a massive fan of the conference league i think that it's going to be a really good addition to european competition um mostly what i've seen is memes i haven't seen maybe as many mean tweets as you have but i have seen the odd ones from like you mentioned arsenal spurs fans and stuff like that and i think you made a really good point there that they feel entitled um to play better teams when just a couple of you know weeks ago it was barely even a month ago they were you know saying that it should all be based on merit and that the super league shouldn't exist and things like that um i think they'll find that some of the games they're going to play are tougher than they expect but even if they're not i don't understand what the issue is here why they wouldn't want to play in such a competition first of all they have a better chance of winning it second of all the first half of the season if it's going to be as easy as they think it's going to be is going to bring some deadly trips to places that they would have never been before right yeah and that's that's only if, you, if if even they're traveling. A lot of these fans who are complaining aren't even going to travel to the games, so yeah. it's not going to make any difference to them. Um, and secondly, if it's going to be that easy, then they can rest players and they'll have yeah. less injuries, and it's not going to be as much of an issue, and they'll be able to focus towards the end of the competition on trying to win another trophy. Yeah. I really don't see any negatives to being a club in this conference league. Um, and I think you're right. I think it is uh, entitlement purely. Um, but also, like I said, I think mainly people are, are memeing on it rather than rather than really hating on it. Um, yeah. Yeah, the, the, it is true. But there was some, I think, some um, pundits on BT Sport and stuff that were sort of mocking it. Oh, you know, you don't want to play in that or whatever. And the thing a lot of people have failed to understand is that there's only 
five clubs from the top five leagues here and a couple of them like Union Berlin are really happy to be in the Conference League. Rennes are very happy to be in the Conference League. It's, it's only clubs from one country that really feel like, you know, they're too big for this league. And if you look at it, like I'm super excited for this because there are a proper number of really good teams in this. You've got Maribor, Dundalk, you've got Basel, Gent, Astana, Feyenoord are going to be in it, Pauk, Karabakh. These are big clubs. Barte Borisov, these are clubs that regularly play in the Champions League, right? Sochi, not a big club, but still very excited to see them there. And then you're going to have Roma, Tottenham, Villarreal, and I think um, a couple of clubs from um, Germany and, and France. So I, I don't really get it. And even the, the argument about there being too much football doesn't make sense to me when it's not... Like, if, if it's from a viewer's perspective and someone's saying there's too much football, well, then you have the choice to not watch it. You're not, no one's going to force you to watch this. But from the perspective of the clubs and the professionals, there really isn't too much football because this would be played on Thursdays. Europa League already played on Thursdays, right? Now, it's only, in, I think, in England and France where you have three, like you have the FA Cup, the League Cup and the Premier League. So that would mean if you add Europe to it, there'll be four competitions, which I can see how that might be too much football. But almost everywhere else, too much football isn't a bad thing. Like Sochi, Rubin, very, very happy to be in Europe, right? Very happy. And they're actually happier because they have an actual chance of getting far in this competition, which would not have happened if they was in the Champions League, which would not have happened if it was in the Europa League because... There are too many big teams. There's too many Leicesters and Man Uniteds in the Europa League. So I'm super happy, man. I'm, I'm really excited to see how it goes. Um, and yeah, that's the end of my little rant. Um, Could I ask you something? Yeah, go on. What would, what would you think about a UEFA Conference League where, say, the top five leagues can't be involved? Almost like, you know how in England they have, you know, they've got the FA Cup and the League Cup and stuff like that, but then they've got the Johnson Payne Trophy for... For the the lower leagues, yeah. What what would you think of something like that? I would prefer it, honestly. I would I would prefer it to happen um, over something that that involves these leagues as a token. I I generally feel like they put them in because simply because they thought it would make us it make them a bit more money and because they might come under pressure if they didn't. Because um, you know how the top five leagues are. But I still yeah. feel but, like. But say say saying that like I do think that. Like you mentioned, the German teams, Union Berlin, and you know, the Spanish yeah. teams, the Italian teams—they're not going to be against competing in this tournament. It's more so just a few, a few English teams, and specifically a few English fans who aren't, who aren't yeah. very happy. But like, those to those fans of those teams, I've got one thing to say: just get good. If you don't want exactly. to play, get better. Yeah, get good exactly. And even even the top, um, the teams from you know. Um, Germany, France, they're not going to blow the competition away. I think they're going to have good matches. Even Spurs, I don't think Spurs would win the Conference League. I don't think they would. Villarreal might win it if they actually get in it. Villarreal is actually funny, right? Because um, they can play in the Conference League. Right now, they're in the Conference League. If they win tomorrow, they'll be in the Champions League. And if they had beaten Real Madrid um, last weekend, they would have been in the Europa League. So it was quite a nice scenario with them. But I don't feel like this is going to be as simple of a competition to predict. I don't think 
uh, Mourinho's Roma are favorites for it. I don't think anybody's a favorite for it until I see the final 32, right? So no, and that, yeah. that's the thing. There's so, there's so much that can that can happen in these European in these European competitions, and there's going to be so many teams who you'd never expect to be decent or good who are going to come out and be fantastic, or their fans are going to show up in Europe. Like you know, like their fans are going to make it really difficult to play at their stadiums. Yeah, you know, much like Partizan or Red Star do. Um, you know, like there's there's so many different factors to these games, and I actually think that the Conference League is going to be on a on a footballing scale much more interesting than yeah. a lot of Champions League games and a lot of Europa League games. And I I also agree with the fact that like Sochi and Ruben are going to be delighted to be there because they have a chance to you know progress far enough. Even though there's going to be teams like Roma in it and there's going to be other better teams. Yeah. Um, I've always said that you know, Russian the Russian league has. Like the first rate teams, like say Zenit against Bayern, against Barcelona, Real Madrid, against we don't yeah. have a chance. The second rate teams, we don't have a chance. But the third rate teams, like are like just under Europe or just getting into Europe teams, yeah. are actually quite good. Yeah, they are. I think so, that it's the way. I think we said that all season really is that we don't have that one really good team, but we have a lot of teams that are. Conference League level, better high tier Conference League level. I think it's going to be very fun. Um, yeah, absolutely. S- speaking of, because today's episode is mostly going to focus around um, the listeners' unpopular opinions. Going to have some good conversation on that. But before we get to that, right? Speaking of the league, now there's been a lot of transfer rumors going about. Chalanoglu to Zenit. Um, Ruben have already signed Eric Ramirez, who's like a really nice striker. But interesting thing is that there's been a lot of speculation about the limit, right? And people are looking at the rumors. Uh, yesterday was the RPL meeting, general meeting, and they increased the squad cap of just players from 25 to 28. And this has caused many to believe that the limit might be changing and it might become 10 plus 18 or something. And how good would that be? Well, it would be better than what we have now. Um, I still think that it needs to be taken away more so, but... I think that that's, that's a discussion to be had during the unpopular opinions because there, there have been a few people who mentioned the limit in that. I think I'll I'll leave my conversation till then. But um, like you mentioned, like Krasnodar have already made a, uh, uh, a sign-in. Um, sorry, Ruben. Yeah. I completely got mixed up. Ruben have already made a sign-in. Looks like a good striker. Um, can't, can't say I've watched him. Yeah. But looks promising. Hopefully not a guy yeah. Um, no, I think I think he scored more goals last season than Gaich has in his career. So. Oh well. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's. Gaich doesn't that's, have many goals. Gaich only promise. has like eleven. Gaich doesn't have too many professional goals. I'm sure Zuba. I'm sure Noboa outscored him last year probably. Oh um, yeah. Like to be fair, Noboa had a great season. Yeah. Or whatever this is, player of the season for a reason. Yes. Whatever this is, player of the season. Um. Glasnodar have a documentary out, by the way. I'm glad you mentioned them. I wish I could watch it in India. Not in India. Uh, um, I mean, abroad. Because I've, I haven't found any ways to do you that. Are doxing yourself? I'm not doxing myself. I live in Kazakhstan. I'm doxing myself oh. now. Yeah. No, Gaich only has 10 professional goals in his entire career, by the way. That's that's mad. That is yeah. really, so really shit. <laughs> Noboa no, did indeed outscore him last season. That's um, absolutely insane. 
But yeah, you want to move on to the unpopular opinions. You're going to start with Twitter. You're going to start with Reddit. You have all of them open because I haven't read many of them. Um, and I think it should be fun. Yeah, let's do it. Let's get straight into the unpopular opinions. I hope people don't mind too much not of us not discussing transfer rumors. Obviously, not much has actually happened. A lot have been has been said, but you know, in terms of done deals, it's pretty much Ruben, and that that that's it for now. So, for for those of you who don't know, I'm sure you all know who listen to this. Um, we put out a tweet. We put out a tweet saying that, you know, the RPL is over. There's not much discussion going on. Give us some of your unpopular opinions and we will react to them on the show. We'll discuss them, whether we agree with you, whether we disagree with you, whatever our opinion is. And I also asked Reddit because you know how Reddit is. Reddit is literally a discussion site. So um, people were happy to answer me there as well. So let's get straight into some of these unpopular opinions, uh, Hanu. And I, I want to see how many we agree with each. Um, I don't know how many there are. I'd guess maybe 15 or so. Yeah. Um, but will we keep a tally or will we leave it out? What do what you reckon? Um, let's, let's read them all, I guess. Let's keep them in. Yeah, okay, cool. Let, let, let's get straight through them, right? Yeah, because um, of course if there's something that you know we don't really... is not that unpopular, then of course we can... Uh... Okay. Yeah. The first is very unpopular opinion um, on this podcast, especially from one person, is that Mario is better than Victor Moses. I mean, this is not... And it's not an unpopular opinion either. This is a, this is a 3 out of 10, because it's not a good opinion, and it's not an unpopular opinion. And um, I'm sorry, David, but I, I know Spartak fans hijacked that poll, but... Was that last week? Yeah, that was last week. Yeah, so, so I'm going sh- to show the poll. For anyone who was listening last week, um, you'll you'll know the poll that I'm talking about. Me, I asked, who is better, Victor Moses or Mario Fernandez? And it was pretty comfortably Mario Fernandez until Spartak fans took over yeah. and um, voted over 200 times for victor moses yeah but i mean so moses is clear moses is clear of of mario okay i disagree with that one but um we'll uh we'll move on from that right the next one is from me um well this is this is personally my opinion i think that we should go back to playing march to november right yeah Three-month winter break in the middle of the season is far too long. Right? It absolutely kills the momentum of the season. Any team who's doing good before uh, winter has to go through so much to keep that form up. And we see it so many times where teams just completely collapse. Um, obviously, it adds also the dimension of maybe some teams who weren't doing well before the winter break having a good um, you know, training camp and... Um, picking up we saw that with locomotive this year we saw the opposite happen with csk where they looked amazing before and terrible afterwards but regardless of that extra dimension i think that we really need to have a coherent league where it has like you know a month or a month and a half in the summer to break off but the, the season can run fluidly then and i know it causes a little bit of like you know it's a little bit dodgy in terms of um you know, moving with the European format because then the yeah. team who plays, who who wins the league in say November, December, is only getting in to play in the Champions League, you know, the following September, which is 
ages away. But yeah. I still believe that this is the best way to do it. There's not enough. Um, there's not enough uh, like winter stadiums, stadiums that are covered to keep us playing during winter. This, I I really don't think that this will negatively affect us in Europe. Um, and I I just feel like it would make for better viewing in the league. Um, Hanu, what do you think of that? Do you agree with me, or do you think that we should just stick with the same format that we have now? I don't know, man. It's it's a tough it's a tough question because I feel like I don't know. It just feels ghetto, honestly. Going back, I mean, it's 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 a vibe thing, really. Um, all the points you made are are spot on. I think the only thing that's dodgy is, of course, the like the European thing where you're basically playing a whole season after you actually won. Um, yeah. And I think it it makes squad planning and transfers a bit tougher especially for uh, clubs that are in Europe because they have to do all all of their work in January, which is hard. Um, I'm not against but I'd it. Also, I'd, I'd also argue that, say a team wins wins the league, right? And it, let's say they win the league at the start of December and they're not playing until March, right? The new season starts or whatever. They have a lot of time to figure out what tactics they need for Europe. Like, they can focus on... Um, you know, for the most part, they can focus on playing in the league until it gets to summer, and then they're like, okay, right, what has been working so far this season? What hasn't been working so far this season? Like, do we have any injuries that we need to cover off for Europe now that we're going to have more games to play and, and stuff like that? I feel like, like, don't don't forget that the two times that our clubs won in Europe, won the trophy, was during the times when we had the the old format. Yeah. You know? That that is true, that is true. It is it's quite interesting. I think actually the RPL to be fair have hired um, some Dutch company who they're gonna play pay like one hundred seventy thousand euros to uh, reassess the entire format of the RPL with the calendar, the foreign limit, everything. So th- I hope they come up with some good suggestions. Um, I don't know, man. This is a, a good take. I think it is an unpopular take, by the way. I do think that most people would disagree with you. But I don't know. Honestly, I really don't know. Okay, well, you know, I'll, I, I'm i happy that I've made my points anyway. So whoever yeah. agrees with my unpopular opinion, please leave a comment below. Um, yeah. And obviously leave a comment about any of these opinions. Um, let us know what you think. Or let us know what you thought to our re- about our reaction to your, your opinions. Um, but the next one is from our good friend, um, the statistician. Uh, yeah, this is just outrageous. Saying, this is outrageous. And he says the FNL is not the best league in the world. Yeah, no. The Alexi Spector, great guy. But this is not... This ain't it. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think we just need to move on for that one. Just forget that that unpopular opinion even exists. Okay, next one is from Leon. Another good friend of ours. Yeah. Miran Chuk should have stayed in Russia. Uh, what good does playing uh, the odd 40 minute game do for him when he could have stayed in Russia and won the cup like seriously not one did he play 90, uh, not once did he play 90 minutes in an entire season I completely disagree with him here let me just say that out straight I think um, that moving abroad was it was not only the perfect time for Alexei to, to do it but it was also something that was obviously going to happen at some point um, we know that Gasparini is the kind of manager who doesn't like to trust his players for a long time. Um, 
but he is giving Miranchuk more game time now than he was previously and I'm kind of hoping that over the summer you know our boy will be able to prove himself a bit more and uh, start next season at least <laughs> at least once <laughs> yeah. but um no, I, I, I think that I think that Miranchuk made the right right um call by moving to Europe and he's done well as well. It's not like it's not like he hasn't done well in the time he's he's been there. It's just that he hasn't had the, the amount of minutes that he would have hoped for. Um, but, but what what do you think? I like the the tone that he's I like the way he's I like where he's taken this take. I think it's a great unpopular opinion. I don't agree with him. Um but I think he makes some very good points is that like it's a club like Atalanta so you can understand where Gasparini comes from and even though it can be very frustrating the guy is going to be in the Champions League next season um, and although it is quite annoying that he hasn't played an entire um, full 90 so far I I hope that changes I can see where he's, I can see why that's not happened it's unfair, but still. And but if if he doesn't start becoming a regular next season, like Malinowski has this season, then I think Leon might be right here. Um, but I I don't see what uh, Miranchuk what more he could have achieved by staying in Russia. Um, that's that that's yeah. my main point. It's like Leon says here that he could have won another Russian Cup, but he's already won two, at least. He may have won three. Um, so. I don't see, like, at, at the end of his career, I don't think he's going to be looking at his move to Atlanta um, and, and saying that it was a mistake. I think that in in good time, he'll show himself and prove himself to be one of the better players for their team and in the league. Um, yeah. And then maybe maybe even move on to a bigger club in, in time. Yeah. So, right, what's the will next we thing? go on to the next opinion? Do you have anything else to say about Leon's? Nah, I think it's a good opinion from Leon, though. I like I like the sentiment. It w- it was a good unpopular opinion. We'll give him that. Yeah. The next one is that Adair is actually good at football, and this is from Ilya. Yeah, I don't know why he'd do that. Um, I think I don't think Adair is good at football, um, but I do think that Adair has a lovable quality to him that Gaich doesn't. Like Gaich, you just hate because he's trash. But Adair, you can actually appreciate that he's trash, but he's like lovably trash. Scored the winning goal in the league. Scored the goal that won Portugal their first ever major title. So I respect Adair. So, you know, I'll give Ilya a pass on this one. Yeah, I think I will too. Like, okay, he's not a great footballer. um, But he he does have his good qualities and he is likable. So, yeah. But we'll, and he's we'll, left we'll Russia forever, him. by the way. Like, his contract's done. He's not going to play in the RPL again. And we didn't even give him a send-off. Well, hang on. He, Sochi is available now that it's uh, a lot. In imagine name. that. Imagine that. <laughs> imagine that. That would be insane. That would so, be hilarious. A dare to score in the Conference League final for Sochi to win it. Amazing. <laughs> Actually, a, a dare is that Fredotov type of striker. He's just a tree. So, you know, he's just heading it in. So, yeah. Right. Very good. What's the next one? The next one is from the Ben Zenit. Ben. Ben says, Semak is criminally underrated and deserves to manage a top five league team. Also, don't rate Fedotov and Nikolic as highly as others do. 
I think the limit makes the league interesting, but I do think that it should be toned down a bit. So there's two there's two, two takes there. There's the manager yeah. taken and there's limit take. Yeah. So we'll start off with Semak. Hani, what do you think of Semak? Do you think that he is good enough to manage a top five league team? And if so, which team could you imagine him him managing? I think he's good enough to manage a top five league team. Yes, I do. But it has to be... A, he's a facilitator more than he is a master tactician. He's not going to rebuild any clubs. But I feel like he has a place in the game. Uh, I feel like he can manage a club which is willing to give him the resources and which is willing to compete. Uh, I don't think that would happen in real life. But I feel like someone... A club like Nice, maybe. A club like... Um, I don't know, Villarreal maybe or something like that. Or or even a high, high-tier championship club. Where the, he doesn't decide the strategy. Even a Bundesliga club, actually. Bundesliga clubs are good for that. Because the coach is, is merely a coach. He's not a manager in the Bundesliga. You know, there's always sporting directors. There's always long-term strategies. So I feel like if Semak is managed by a strategy... And he just has to manage the squad, do a couple of things here and there. Then I think he can manage at the top five level. What do you think? Would you take him at Real Madrid? No. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I think he could manage a top five league team. But I don't think he could manage a top five league European team. That's that's the way I'll put it. Um like I think that Semak is a good manager. I don't think that he's all tactically there. I like you like you mentioned. I think that he has a long way to go when it comes to the tactics. Um and I think he does get a little bit nervous at times. Like mm. he 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 grinds out results with Zenit, but there are times where the team just does look shaky and you know if the opponents can get into his head or into the um into the tactic that he's played and exploit it he doesn't yeah. really seem to be able to recover from that. And in that sense, I think that he'd struggle. Um, I agree with you that he's a bit of a facilitator, but in in that sense, like any team that's kind of in or, in and around the European places in in the top five leagues won't want that kind of manager who's just a facilitator because if they're, you know, there are points in the season where you're going to be struggling and he's going to have to grind out those results. And while he can do it with the best team in Russia... Will he be able to do it with a team that's not the best in another country? I don't know. Um, now saying that he did have a very good season at Ufa as well before he went to Zenit. Yeah, um, he did actually. I so about that. I could imagine him going to a team that's maybe not really aiming for European spaces, but kind of looking to challenge. Like they're the type of team that like maybe are tenth to eighth in the league. And, you know, if they get into Europe, then, oh, amazing. It's going to be like an experience of a lifetime. But if they don't, the manager's not going to get sacked or anything like that. That's the kind of team that I can imagine him at um, yeah. if, I, if he was to go. I think a real hot take here is one that I proposed to you a few days ago. I can't believe you don't want Zemak to be Russia manager. I think it fits oh, perfectly. No, definitely not, man. Like, I, this is going to... This actually is going to be an un- unpopular opinion, I think, among a lot of people. Yeah. Um, I think that Cherchesov is still the man. I don't know. You've got to give him the Euros too. Like, 
I would have sacked him right after the Serbia game personally. Uh yeah. but he did pick up a bit like I think what two of the next three games something like that. But you have to give him the Euros. I'm not super confident for Russia at the Euros. I think they'll finish third maybe and and get through those extra spots. But if he I shows up I'm, if he shows I'm up I'm fairly confident enough. of a second finish. I wasn't when the groups were drawn because yeah. I was a little bit worried um I, I like you know haven't seen the teams that were in it's Denmark Finland and the and Belgium, you know, all three of which could cause problems. But I actually think that Semak is going to, or Semak, Chuchesov is going to get a result against Belgium, and that'll set us off on a good, on a on good form for the rest of them. Um, I fully believe that when it get, when it comes to the big games, he has the full faith of every player that's in that squad, and maybe that's why you know he keeps calling up the players like Yonov and Zhirkov and those players who should have been out of the national team years ago. Um, like maybe maybe they are purely just there to hold the um you know, the same character, to to hold the same atmosphere in, in the changing room. But I, I, I fully believe in them. Fair enough, I respect that. No, yeah, I think I think um a couple of guys also said that with the team, with Chorchesov, the team is a proper unit and that's why he calls up some of the bumps like Zhirkov and that just because he shouldn't be starting them but you can understand why he calls some of them up. It's the same reason why Lebrov and Eschenko are still at Spartak because yeah, yeah. they're experienced and, and they help the younger people out which is nice. Um, but yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, yeah, but the, I'll, I'll just I'll address the, the same acting as well because I don't think I did. The, uh, the the one that you said he should be the Russian manager. I can see it happening over time, but yeah. th- for the same reason that I don't think he'd he'd do well at a European team in the top five leagues, I don't think he'd do well for Russia, and that's because he's just not tactically sound enough. Um, Fair enough. That that, that that is my opinion. So, Fair play. But but the other Euro- part, yeah, this is what I don't like at all. He says he doesn't take Tedesco and uh, not Tedesco. Fedotov and Nikolic, I can understand why someone would say that, but like I want to know more. Um, mm. I can see why you would not rate Nikolic because his first half of the season was quite shocking. Um, yeah. But Fedotov, I don't, I, don't, I don't get why you wouldn't rate him. Um, and actually, I, I had compared him to, or his team, Sochi, to Atlanta like a couple of times, and he did, some guy did come out in an interview and say, um, some Sochi player, that he really believes in Atlanta and Gasparini, so he tries to set his team up like that. So, yeah. I think they're going to do well, man. I really rate Fedotov. Um, third thing, the limit point, actually, I, I kind of agree with. It does make the league interesting. I still want it gone, but it, 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 is, it is slightly interesting. Okay, I'll, I'll, like I said, I'm going to wait because there's other opinions about the limit. I'm going to just roll them all into one later on. Okay. Um, but... Fedotov and Niklic, I can, you know, I, I actually understand that point. And while I do rate them both as managers, I do think that I need to see them play another full season because there's times where all the stars align and that could be what happened with Sochi this season. Yeah. Nikolic obviously has shown to be a bit more persistent because, you know, his teams went from doing really, his team went from really, doing really badly to, um, to, you know, going that unbelievable unbeaten run. Um, so... I think we just have to watch and, and, and see next season and I think then we'll be able to really form an opinion on both of those. 
Yeah, that's fair. Now, so the next yeah. unpopular opinion is that nobody seems to care that football in the eastern half of the country is slowing, is slowly dying. I'm not sure that this is um, an unpopular opinion as yeah, much as exactly. it is a kind of known thing. Yeah. People, the people in the RFU don't really seem to care about those, those, um, those teams, and you know, it is a massive shame. But you kind of can almost see the reason behind it. Like they, like to make it viable for those teams to play in the league formats as the way they are, it's super expensive and just logistically really, really difficult. But I don't understand why they haven't done more to maybe implement an eastern side of the league, like you know, similar to what the they have in in the United States for for all their leagues. Yeah. Um. But I I don't know I I really I don't know what is the best way to address the issue. Um. But yeah. I'd, like, Hanu, what what do you think about it? Like, do you think first of all that this is an unpopular opinion, or do you think that this no. is more just it's, a it's... a unacknowledged fact? Yeah, I think I think it is actually an acknowledged fact, but I think the RFU have actually taken steps to rectify it because over the past couple of months we've seen they've launched a new youth football league over there. They've signed like um, memorandums of cooperation with a lot of the, the states over there in the east. So I feel like they are making steps to improve that and I, and I hope it does get improved. Um, it's still, you need a lot more. You still need a lot more. But I think there are positives, and I hope that things improve. You know that that's all I can say. Yeah, I think I think we can all agree with that. Like we all want, you know, Russian football to succeed. Where whether that football is being played in Kaliningrad, you know, or all the way in Habarovsk or anywhere yeah. else. Like it's, we we just want the Russian football to continue to progress. We want more players to to play. We want, you know, more kids to grow up loving football. Like yeah. all the all the good stuff that was, that did come with the World Cup, we wanted to continue. We want football to be really, really dominant as, as the main sport in Russia, and yeah. hopefully with viable leagues, with more funding for the lower leagues, with more funding for those Eastern clubs, and essentially anybody who wants to play play football, like yeah. it should be super accessible. Um, yeah. But that that that's pretty much. I think we're both in agreement with that. Yeah, we so, are. The next one is from Alexander and Alexander says that Artem Zuba is the best striker in the league I agree I don't even know who uh, who else could be in the conversation no I think I agree shout out Alexander by the way great guy but um, I think a lot of people would disagree with you simply because a lot of people don't like Zuba um, yeah. and, and a lot of people he's just in that weird echelon where Akinfeev is where People just sort of tend to leave him out for no real reason. Um, and I think, without a doubt, Zuba is the best striker in the league. I hope nobody from Sparta hears this because I will not have a job. Um, but, yeah, I, th- I think it's Zuba. And then people would put names like uh, Asamon, Despotovich, Larson, whoever else. But I, I think the consistency that Zuba has the numbers he has, the impact he has, it's it's very hard to argue against Artem Zuba. 
Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing. Like, you might say that, you know, Asmoon is is one of the best strikers in the league. Despotovic, you might say Larson. But the longevity of Zub. Yeah. Like, he's been doing it for so long. Like, I remember he was top scorer when he played for Rostov on loan from, from Spartak. And yeah. that must have been, at this point, maybe 10 years ago or something. Like, it was ridiculous how long that was ago. And he was super, like, just amazing then. And he just never really was Spartak's main man. But then coming to, to Zenit, like, he's just been on form all the time. And when he needs to prove people wrong, he doesn't. When Mancini sent him on loan to Arsenal, he came back and said, fuck you. Like, yeah. he is one of the best strikers in Russian football history. Maybe the best. And that's an, season, that's, a, that's an unpopular opinion. That that's it may, that's what we need might, to discuss. It might be an unpopular opinion, but the facts and the figures are there, right? If you look at like how many goals Zuba has for this, the national team, he's two goals away from breaking Kershkov's record. If you look away, like at what he has in the league, I believe he's maybe five or six or ten. Like it's less than ten anyway. Goals away from from breaking the league record, and okay, he spent his whole career in Russia, but. So what? Like, Kershakov has played something like 90 games for Russia and scored, you know, 30 goals or something like that. Zuba's done it in, like, half the games. See, now, this is... You've put me in a spot over here because this is the real debate we're going to have. Zuba is absolutely one of the best strikers in Russian football history. Yeah, I don't know. We're we're talking about the best, though. I don't think he's the best. I think think Kershakov is clear. No, I don't think he is. No, no, no. I don't think he is, and, uh, like, it's not even, like, first of all, I think Zuba, like, Kershikov, don't get me wrong, is a fantastic player, and he was a great striker, he's a great finisher, but Zuba has so much to his game. Zuba is an unbelievable player, he can, he can hold up the ball really well, and what he adds to football teams when he plays, when he plays well, he can add so much to teams. He can assist, he can pass, he can hold the ball up. And he's there. He's always lifting all the players up. There's a reason he's the captain. There's a reason he was the captain at the at the World Cup. And there's no doubt in my mind that without Zuba at that World Cup, Russia would not have gotten as far as they did. This yeah, but, man but has I... completely revol- revolutionized the way that people look at Russian football. He's unbelievable. He really is unbelievable. And like... I used to love watching Roman Pavlichenko, right? And I used to love watching Kershikov. And I used to love watching a load of different strikers. But, Tuba's better than them all. That's my hot take for today. Tuba is the best striker in Russian football history. Look, I don't think I can argue with you when it comes to... Um, by the way, Tuba's been playing football since 2005. That's a long time. I'm just going to transfer market right now. Um, yeah. but, but I don't agree. I think Kershikov is clear. I think you're... What you need to understand, right, is that Zuba has no European legacy. He had, I'm, I'm going down this thing, he had, in 2015-16, he actually had a good season in the Champions League, where he played he eight. in every game that, I know. in that campaign, in that uh, group campaign, I believe, didn't he? Yeah, he scored in five of those against Valencia, Gent, and Lyon. Okay. And Kazakov was the top scorer in an actual UEFA Cup campaign. And his European thing is just is is i i don't think it's comparable i mean 
I get what you're coming from. Maybe it's just nostalgia or something when it comes to um, when it comes to your man uh, Kajakov. Maybe he's not as I don't know, man. Did did what? they ever coexist actually in the same team or something? No, no, they wouldn't have. I don't think. Um, and if they did, it would have been too. But like first season at Zena and Kershakov's last or something like that. I don't think they actually ever did though. But let me tell you something. You said that Zuba doesn't have the European campaign, but Kershakov doesn't have the international campaign. He doesn't have the international legacy. Sure, he was part of that squad that played in Euro two thousand and eight, but he did nothing in that tournament. Like the main striker in that tournament was Pavlichenko. And the main man of that tournament was Arshavin. It was not Kershkov. Whereas if you look at what Duba did for Russia in the World Cup, a harder tournament, it's just it it's it's uncomparable. It's it's unbelievable. Like Duba is. I think internationally, you're right. I would pick Zuba's career. Well, I would have to pick Zuba's career because, I mean, he has more goals. He's going to get more goals. But I think overall, I think Kazakov is the better player. I think... Um, Who would you rather have in your team? Like, if you were... It depends on the team, obviously. But I'd probably have Kazakov. Okay. See, I'd rather have Zuba. Do I've you... seen Kershikov go. I've seen Gersh, like I, okay. I've seen Zuba go missing a lot, but I've seen Kershikov go missing a lot as well. I I I just I think that Zuba, what he brings to the team is, is more than just the goals. Even though his goals is a, uh, you know, the main thing and his his assists and stuff like that. I I really do think that. Yeah, I I really don't think that there's a better striker. You know what I would say. <laughs> If Fedor Smolov had not moved to Lokomotiv, he would have become the greatest striker in Russian football history. That is a, a very unpopular opinion. Let's put it that way. Um, yeah. No, I mean, I I think he's an amazing player. I think he's a better player than Juba is. Extremely talented. But that move to Lokomotiv and that World Cup really ruined him. Should have gotten called up to the Euros. And I still think he can salvage his career. So let's see what he does with Loco under Nikolic and so on. But just because of that poor two seasons, I think the ship has has sailed. Uh, but on that's the, the thing. It's it's yeah. with Smolov. Like as much as I love Smolov, like when he's on top of his game, absolutely. Like there's not a Russian striker in in history who I'd rather than an informed Fyodor Smolov. Yeah. But. The problem is that he it's not the first time that he's had a bad spell in his career. Like he went two years without scoring a goal. Like Fyodor Smolov, like I you know how much I love him. Like he yeah. when he played for Krasnodar, I watched so many Krasnodar games. I watched almost all Krasnodar games just to watch him. Yeah. I used to watch like videos of him on repeat just because he was just it's so elegant in the way yeah. he played. But I think the fact that he hasn't been able to do it in the wide variety of scenarios like Zuba has put Zuba ahead of him yeah for sure no no he's Zuba is ahead of him I'm just saying if he didn't move to Lokomotiv even if he moved to West Ham or, or Real Madrid or Dortmund or something um would have made would have been better um, it would have been a different story for sure but yeah. we can't speculate on, on exactly like we that, can't you know? you're right but I, I think he can still salvage it man let's see how Lokomotiv do in Europe I think they'll do well um, and if he does well, then fair enough. I mean, Rigoni was top scorer 
in one Europa League campaign. So Smolov can do it, right? It was Kokorin and Dragoni that one season for Zenit, both on six goals. So yeah, yeah. So by so, the way, I think that we should have a poll on uh, on Twitter. Um, I don't know what way to word it. Either yeah. who has had the better career to but Kershkov. Like whose career would you rather, like, like, or who's the better player? I don't know. Yeah. Something like that. We need to compare those two because I want to see what general opinions are like out there. Yeah. Um, and Spartak well, fans can't hijack this one. No, that's the thing. Um, yeah. So. But. Yeah. Moving on, um, we have one here that says that I hate the CSK and Dynamo friendship from a CSK fan. I agree with you. Yeah, I agree. I, I actually didn't know that there was a, a friendship. I just thought that they didn't hate each other as much as all the other Moscow teams did. I still don't know who hates each other and who doesn't. Like, I know Spartak and CSK hate each other. But historically, apart from that, like, are Spartak and Dynamo close? I don't, I don't really know. I know there is a friendly thing no, between... No, no, no. Spartak and Dynamo don't like each other. All right, fair enough. Um, I know Torpedo are involved. And I don't know anything about Torpedo. Um... But yeah, so I, I actually like, I don't like the idea. And I know it's probably because of the, the police and the army is the reason that they're close together. Ah, uh, that would make sense. Yeah, so, but but there is something like, I think there's banners and stuff every time. It's like, oh, friendly derby. And I don't like that. Um, no, that's that's pretty, uh, yeah. I don't like it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not great. Yeah. It's not great from a footballing perspective, not great from a from a fan perspective either. But yeah, um, that is what we have from Twitter. Let's move over to Reddit and see if there's anything. There. This will be interesting because I haven't actually seen many of these Reddit ones. I think we maybe sent a couple of them, and yeah, I don't know. But here, I'm just gonna I'm gonna blurt out some unpopular opinions right now. I think Vadim okay. FC is extremely overrated. I don't know why people want him as a manager of any club. Um, I'd want to say a very unpopular Yuri Semen opinion, but I'm, I'm not going to. Go on, go on, go on. No, I think he's a fraud. Um, okay. Yeah. Like, that's it. Um, okay, well, that's a, it's not the first time you've said it. I thought you were going to say something new. No, it's basically just me sharing different versions of that. Um, okay. Yeah. Right, let's move on. Right. Let's move on. This man is going against what we were just saying. And he says, Smolov is massively overrated. He's good enough to be a star player for teams like Ural, but not for top teams. First of all, categorically shocking, wrong. Shocking opinion. Because he was the main, main man at Krasnodar shocking. when they were doing well. Um, So I don't agree with that. I think that maybe if you're talking about right now, then I can kind of see what you mean. But well, I can't. to say that he's never been... A good, good enough player to, you know, to be one of the top, to, to be one of the stars at a top team, I think is ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. I don't think it's correct even now. I don't think there was... He's, le- he's led the line with Kamano. And Loco have taken the league and cup by strong. He has 11 goals this season. And even in his worst season, he had like... Four or five goals in seasons where he had injuries. This is just an outrageous opinion. I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't like it. Okay. 
And he also the, says, yeah. Lunov and Azdoyev are done. He said they should be nowhere near the national team or Zanistar and up. Yeah, Lunev, I agree. I can get behind that. Um, Ozdoev is a strange one. Do I think he should start for Russia's starting 11? No. Do I think Zenit can improve on him? Probably. I think, he's, I think he's being a bit too harsh. Yeah, I agree with, um, with Lunov at least. I'm not sure about Ozdoev. I think Ozdoev's still good enough. Um, I believe he's still a... I believe he's he's still good enough to be part of both Zenit and the national team. Like he's obviously not been on the best of form, but no, um, I don't agree with that. Well, right, fair enough. So you don't like any part of this opinion, to be fair. No, I don't. It's all unpopular in my eyes. <laughs> it definitely is unpopular. It it is is pretty pretty unpopular. Um, what's the next one? Yeah, just scrolling down. Um few people talking about my opinion some people are can get behind my opinion of the the yeah. um the change in format back to the old one to start in march um then humble potato says i think Gontranko will struggle to make it work across the job seems perfectly uh, set up perfectly for his skill set but i just have a feeling it's not meant to be i you know what? I don't know, man. What do you think? I can get on board just purely because I don't know what's what's to come yet. Yeah. Um, I feel like he'll need to have it, his transfer window to really implement what he wants to do, and I'm not against him failing. I like. I don't think it's going to be an overwhelming success if he does succeed, and I can definitely see it going downhill. Yeah, you're you're right. It's it's a it's a tough one. Um, but yeah. By the way, giving you a quick bit of um, change of topic from opinions and, and stuff, Mitryushkin left left uh, Fortuna Dusseldorf without playing a single game. This is completely off topic, but that is like, what was the point of that transfer, man? I don't know. I thought he was actually going to get game time there. Yeah, I thought that that was kind of his level, but apparently not. Like, surely he was on trial with Monaco, if you remember. Imagine how well that would have gone. Yeah. Finished third and Where everything. Where do you think he'll go? I don't know, man. It's hard to say. I hope he stays abroad. Even Kritsiuk left um, Belenenses, which was pretty surprising given how good he was. So, I hope he gets yeah, some... That, that, yeah, that's another one. That's... Yeah, that's so... Another, that, that, he, I wouldn't mind having him, having him at Zenit, to be honest, but... Like one of the transfer we didn't mention was Dupin said, "Yeah, you... he's, he's, he wouldn't say no to Zenit essentially," and uh, it looks like um, Selihov might be making his way from Spartak to to Ruben. So yeah, we might see a few goalkeeper transfers in the coming days. What do you think of that? Do you like that transfer, Dupin? I like that transfer. I yeah. think it's uh, I think it's good for for all parties to be honest. Yeah, Spartak do have a new manager as well, by the way. Shout out Rui Vitoria. Um, yeah, fraud already. No, he's gonna win us the treble. He's he's gonna win us the treble. Spartak will lift the Champions League in Saint Petersburg because the final is in Saint Petersburg. No, they're gonna beat Pep Guardiola. It's gonna happen. No, 
it's going to happen man you, you're hitting and kutepov is going to score the winner oh well yeah by the that's, way that's it that yeah that's an unpopular that opinion. is a show yeah. by the way we are 57 minutes into this so i don't think any spartak fans will listen um but i think kutepov is truly the worst defender i've ever seen play football Oh, get out of town. He's good. He player. has been no, he's not a good player art. He was at he, he was is. He's shocking. Not, he's been, he's been off he was form, sh- he's been, been off form for 5 years at this point. You can't tell me when was he on form? He was one of the best players, okay. one of the best yeah, center backs in the in the league and the country. What? In the lead up to the World Cup the- and during he needs all he needs what is someone you? who's a proper leader right beside him and I'm telling you he's quality. Wait, what? You don't think Zigo and Ziki are enough to be leaders? Those are Man. like, fam. What are you? Do? When was Kutepo yeah, was never no, I, good? I don't actually. You're wrong. Man. You're just wrong. Kutepo no, was. I don't was... think I am. I don't think that they. Are. I, I I genuinely no. Like I need I. I feel like both Zigo and uh, and 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 Ziki, Although they're amazing defenders, I'm not sure they're the type of leader that I'm talking about. I'm talking. You want Sergio Ramos? Of, uh, no, but like I'm talking about someone like, like someone that you get in the league. Like, say if he played against, uh, say if he played next next to Branislav Ivanovic or someone like that, I feel like he'd be good. Like he he was good he was good alongside Ignashevich. Like it's it's that kind of player, just oh like you know probably older, experienced, calm. You know that kind of that kind of defender. Whereas like I feel like. You know, Zhigo and and Jiki, although they're very good, they can be a little quirky at times. You know, Maslow was better than Kutepov. Kutepov has never been good. Oh, get out of here! He has never been good, man. Get out I of listen. Here. I remember when I joined Russian football 2017, and all RFN used to do was hate on Ilya Kutepov. Nobody understood why he was why he was in the team. Then he did well at the World Cup, but Samedov did well at the World Cup, right? Like, I mean, everybody did well at the World Cup. But since then, this guy's been trash. And he he got two starts in the late season for Spartak and he was trash on both occasions, right? He's he's not good man. He should he should go to Krilia, I think. I'd take him at Krilia anyway. No you wouldn't. Yeah, I absolutely would. Okay. You get relegated. Because Krilia did lose their entire management, by the way. That I don't that is sad to be fair. That that's uh, that's not good. Okay. Anyway, moving back to Move these, on. there's only a few more left. Yeah. Um, well, this guy has about a, a million of them, but um, there's, there's a few more left that we'll get through. Um, one is that RPL refereeing, refereeing isn't nearly as bad as it's made out to be. Particularly, particularly, Jesus, I cannot speak at all, when compared to England. I completely disagree. I think RPL refereeing is absolutely ridiculous. England yeah, is ridiculous as well, but yeah, it's, it's as bad. Just as shit yeah, as he should. Exactly. We can we can leave it there. I think they're both as bad. Yeah, perfect. There should be twenty teams in the league, indoor stadiums for winter matches, and Samak is a bad manager. Let me address all treaties. Twenty teams disagree. I think that the league is it would be too big. Uh, we already have teams that are dropping out season after season. Yeah. Um, secondly, I feel like it's not a, a, a terrible thing that, you know, there's an Orenberg or a Carillier or someone like a big team down every season. Um, like, I don't think that's that's necessarily a bad thing at all. Um, yeah. So it just adds a bit of competition. Indoor stadiums, while they would be fantastic for winter matches, um, 
there's no way that the funding is going to get Where's the money? Exactly. Th that's what it's the capitalists always say. Where's the money? How are we going to fund it? Exactly. It's 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 just it's not possible to fund it. And if in we this economy, to make it so that we play it all in say the Gazprom Arena or something, well, that just technically that's gives trash. an unfair advantage. To Zen, you know, yeah. It's not. It it just won't work, unfortunately. As much as it would be cool, um, it just wouldn't work. Yeah. And Semak is a bad manager. Disagree. Disagree. Yeah. But. I'm also not saying he's a great manager. No, we, we, you, you listen, you can't say anybody who's won three straight league titles is a bad manager. Exactly. Yeah, you, you can exactly. say he's not a great manager, fair enough. But like three straight league titles and a cup and a super cup. That's, that's good. That's good. Right. The next one, these are all great opinions. I don't know who, who put them there. Yeah, we can um, just skip those. What, what, did the actual, what did the people say though? What did the people reply to? Moses being oh, you asked for unpopular, you got it. Fair enough. Honestly, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh like okay. let's riddle through these ones. It's funny that the the unpopular opinions are one that Samak is bad. And exactly. Samak is, the best Samak is in the dividing a lot of opinion, right? So let's let's do this. You say what you want about it and then I'll do it and we'll go opinion by opinion. Because there's seven. Okay, we're we're only doing the Russian football ones. That's what we're doing. Okay. Although reading those non-Russian ones are so bad as well. I, I'm yeah. pretty sure this guy has the most unpopular opinions in, in the world. This guy wants to Semek say is... Florentino Perez in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. What's he saying though? No, this guy's this guy's off. Like, who? Okay. Yeah, go on. One, Semak is absolutely the best coach in Russia at the moment. I can kind of see where he's coming from, uh, but I disagree. Not. He's not. Two, right. the limit is not evil. Absolutely is evil. No, That's ridiculous. Not. That yeah. is not. Like, this, is, this is where I'm going to go on my rant, right? How can something that takes away from the competition of, of the game, right, the player competition, be good? You're literally making average players worth so much more because there's a scarcity of players with a Russian passport that are good, right? That is exactly what the limit is doing, and it has been doing for this whole time that it's been implemented. It's the most ridiculous rule ever. I'm not against having a quota. I'm not against saying that you need to have, like, say, 10 homegrown players. 10 Russian players in this quarter or whatever but when you when you limit the amount of foreigners you have that's ridiculous that's absolutely outrageous and it yeah. should not fly it is yeah, number I, three I support a closed league format ridiculous this guy's I not serious I, I don't think he's actually I don't know if he's memeing at this point no 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 I feel, I'm gonna pretend he's being serious that's ridiculous yeah. that is absolutely ridiculous and also I'm pretty sure if you have a closed league you actually can't play in Europe like that's something similar was meant to happen in Ireland. We have two leagues of ten teams. That was all meant to be into one yeah. team, one one league of twenty teams. But because it's anti competition. Big up UEFA. Yeah, because it's anti competition. Impossible to play in Europe. Yeah. So it would never work. This one I like. The um, next one I like. Yeah. I like five. There should be an inner. No, not FFP four. 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 I like four. I oh, like four. Sorry. Yeah. I think that. All clubs east of Oral should be separated from a different league and compete for Asian internationals. Not against that one. Yeah, but, yeah, but it's, it's not... It's an idea. But you need to cooperate with like a lot of other people for that to happen. But it's a good yeah, exactly. idea. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Um, and number five, there should be inner financial fair play rules. Uh, money for players and agents should be taken from their own revenues, not from big sponsors or cities. He says, as described here, 
I haven't mm, clicked the link. Yeah, I'm not gonna click the link either, but I'm not gonna click the link. Yeah. Cool. Look, that 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 there, my opinion, is hundred. Like, do you wanna? Do you wanna add to this? No, I don't really. I think it's a very roller coaster set of opinions for sure. He's got the spirit right. He's given us unpopular opinions, but unfortunately, they're just this, they're just bad opinions. I think this guy's given us the best content. Like yeah, he's given us great, books. great content, great content. You know uh, what? Let's go through his non-Russian football-related ones, since we both have the same opinion on the rest of them. Yeah. Right. First of all, allow a substitute for a player who's been sent off by Red. Absolutely That's not. That's ridiculous. No. That's absolutely outrageous. You're, yeah. you're meant to penalize the team for yeah. something that a player has done. Second, penalty spot should be 16 meters. Why? Exactly. How did this come into his head? Like, has he, has he sat there watching a penalty shootout? And said, you know what? Push that back. Like, it's just very strange. No, don't do that. Exactly. Yeah. Number four. Oh, so what am I talking about? Number three, no subs in additional time. I don't know if he Once means again. extra time or additional time, but I don't like it anyway. No, I, 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 don't, I don't get it either. Yeah. Um. Once again, why? Number four, replay standard. If there was a foul in... The penalty box instead of a penalty. I think he's. I what? think he's saying that you always give a war check, something like that. Oh. Like the ref, but they always do that. No, actually, no. I guess. I, think, I guess. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, no, yeah. I think. I think it would slow down the game. The, a lot the, the fifth one. We're not going to read the fifth one. The guy who commented is correct. I think I disagree with nearly every one of these. Impressively unpopular. That that's where we're gonna end it. Yeah. Um, no, there's what there's one more. There's right. one more guy. Alright. Limit is working. First of all. No, how are you, I mean, are you are you alive? Yeah, what are you talking about? Well, so he supports Rostov, so maybe that's why. <laughs> but <laughs> Rostov you know, Oh my god. Like for for me I just I don't know. I don't I don't get it whatsoever. I don't get how people can can openly advocate for the limit um, yeah. in any form whatsoever. And like I said, quota maybe limit. No these way. are these are pretty Patel fans. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, what's the second most one? Most people who he says most people who advocate for spring autumn are too young to remember how horrible it was. This is a diss at Artem, and he might be right. Because I am too young. I I don't know how it was. I. Like, I watched a couple of... I didn't watch full seasons at that point, right? Mm. But I don't understand what's so awful about it. Like, it's the, it's the league format over here as well in Ireland, so I'm kind of I'm familiar with it. I don't understand what, what's so bad about it. Like, we mentioned, obviously, there's the long wait until the champions are back in the Champions League or whatever, but besides that, I really don't see what the issue is. Fair um, enough. RPL needs at least 18 teams. PFL and FNL should form second professional league with six regional zones. Not against that. The RPL, I'm happy with it being 16 teams, but also not pissed if it goes 18. Um, but don't think it should be any more than 18. Um, I like the idea of having six regional zones that could, you know, fix or at least help fix some of the problems we're talking about in Asia and other regions. Yeah. Um, That's fair. You got yeah. any opinions on any of those? And then no, I don't. I think you sum sum them up well. Okay, and then 
The last is FIFA should allow direct talks between co clubs and contract player so that we can abolish institute of football agents. Um, I don't like I that. I kind of get the point, but I think that like he's missing the point that most players want agents. Yeah. And clubs and agents can talk to each other anyway. Like, look at Kevin De Bruyne. He uh, he recently negotiated his yeah. own deal based on data analysis and stuff like that. Yeah. But, but not everyone's not every that football smart. player wants to do that. Yeah. And if you've got an agent who's working for your best interest, which most players believe that they've got the agent who's working for their best interests, yeah, um, it's not really an issue. I think that yeah. I, I think that you know agents have have a purpose in football. Maybe they are overpaid at the moment, but then again, they're providing the service to their players. If that money wasn't going to the agents, they'd be going straight to the players or being kept by the clubs. Um, yeah. Fair enough. So, that that pretty idea. much rounds off the, the the unpopular opinions episode. Hanu, what what did you think of that? Did you enjoy it? It was fun, man. It was fun for sure. Um, got a lot of great opinions, and I think we had some good debates, even about Kazakov and um, whatever the other debate was. Um, yeah, Kutapov, who is trash. Um, but yeah, man, I, I had fun. I definitely think that we need to discuss that one, uh, the Zuba and Kurzakov one on Twitter. Yeah, I feel like sure. we need to put it a poll. For um, sure. But yeah, um, it. I guess I'll wrap up then, right? Yeah, do yours. So guys, if if you did enjoy this episode, gold medal on Sportrex as always. Like on YouTube, leave us a comment on YouTube or reply on Twitter anywhere. We love yeah. a discussion, um, and I hope this week kind of proves that. Um, we're always open to talking to anyone about anything so if you have any topics you want us to discuss while the, the RPL isn't here and while the national team isn't playing just yet just leave them down below and otherwise we'll speak to you next week <laughs>